You've got to have a reason that you get up every single day and you've got to plaster that those goals everywhere. You've got to put them in a place where you can constantly see them over and over and over again. And so when I became an entrepreneur, my why became at that point my daughter because I did not want to go back into uh, working for anybody else. I wanted to remain a full time entrepreneur. So when Michaela was born, right, and, and I actually have a tattoo on my arm, my forearm that says my why. Uh, and it's a picture of her below it, right? My oldest, uh, oldest of my two daughters. And so it's because I kept it close to me, right? Can't get any closer than being tatted on you, right? And so that was something that motivated me, that encouraged me uh, to make sure that I kept that why in front of me. So you've got to decide if you want to change your life. One thing that you have to have is a strong why. You know, some folks will say your why needs to make you cry, right? Uh, it should be something that keeps you up at night, right? It's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. We Won't Quit podcast is designed to help entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck by limiting beliefs and procrastination. That's right. You're going to hear stories and lessons from incredible people who've overcome setbacks to comebacks because they have the mentality and they refuse to quit. Your host is none other than Mike Humes, mailman to millionaire, the storyteller and leadership mentor, helping you shift and grow in your entrepreneurship journey. Tune into these episodes to get real stories from real people who've had real success. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the We Won't Quit podcast. I am your host, Mike Humes. I'm excited, uh, as always, to be with you. I'm excited every week, right? And uh, hopefully you are as well. And this is going to be a quick episode. Uh, and I say that because... I get an opportunity to talk about five things that changed my life, right? Five things that really impacted me and allowed me to uh, to go from mailman, which is what I chose as a career, to millionaire, right? And being able to to work for myself, to work from home uh, for now 23 years, right? So pretty much half my life, I've been self-employed. I've been in a position where uh, I could control a lot of things in terms of uh, the direction I want my life to go. And so I'm going to really hit these five things quick because I know you have a busy uh, week or weekend ahead of you. And uh, a lot of us don't have a lot of time to, to sit back and, and, and listen in. And so I just want to hit these real quick. First and foremost, the first thing, number one thing uh, that helped change my life was developing a why. Right. And a why could be many things. Right. Some of us say it's it's what helps you or what hurts you or even what heals you. For me, uh, when I think about my why, it's my wants and reasons. Right. The things that that get us up right in the morning. Right. That, that encourage us to go to work. The things that carry us through the day. Uh, the why. And here's what's funny. When I was a mailman, I didn't really have a strong why. Actually, I did. I had a why to buy a house at the age of 21. That was my why. And once I was able to accomplish that goal, right, I bought that, started that career at 21 years of age, and I was able to accomplish that goal of purchasing my first home at the age of 21, I felt you know good about myself. I, I didn't feel good about how I had to come about it, right? I was working 70, 80 hours a week, but I felt good about being able to accomplish that goal. But I knew at some point I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew at some point that I wanted to be able to have more control of my own destiny. And so you've got to have a strong why. And I say that because I'm blessed to be in an environment of people that all have strong wants and reasons, right? So when I first started building it wasn't just to be able to buy a home. It was because I watched my mom work 32 years for the electric company to retire and pretty much live out of her savings, right? Uh, and I grew up in a single parent household. I say it often that, you know, we live in a society where a single parent can raise two, three, or even four children. And those same two, three, or four children can't retire that single parent. 
And I didn't want that to be my mom's story. Now, I wasn't able to retire her. She retired right before uh, I started uh, into entrepreneurship. But I would like to say I've been in a position where I've been able to help uh, keep her retired, right? Help uh, to, to do things that I always wanted to be in a position to do. So look, you've got to have strong wants and reasons, right? You've got to have a reason that you get up every single day and you've got to plaster that those goals everywhere. You've got to put them in a place where you can constantly see them over and over and over again. And so when I became an entrepreneur, my why became at that point, my daughter, because I did not want to go back into uh, working for anybody else. I wanted to remain a full-time entrepreneur. And so when Michaela was born, right, and, and I actually have a tattoo on my arm, my forearm that says my why, uh, and it's a picture of her below it, right, my oldest, oldest of my two daughters. And so it's because I kept it close to me, right? Can't get any closer than being tatted on you, right? And so that was something that motivated me, that encouraged me uh, to make sure that I kept that why in front of me. So you've got to decide if you want to change your life. One thing that you have to have is a strong why. You know, some folks will say your why needs to make you cry. Right. Uh, it should be something that keeps you up at night. Right. And that leads to number two. Number two is self-talk. Right. And, and if I said killing puppies, what would you think of me? Right. Obviously, that's some negative talk. Right. That's not something that's a negative thought. And so my best friends, Donnell and Tracy Self, they have a podcast called Self-Talk. Right. It's the things you say to yourself about yourself will eventually determine who you are and what you become. Right. Uh, for ourselves. And so it's important to make sure that your self-talk is strong. Right. Who are we around the most? We're around ourselves. Who do we talk to the most? We talk to ourselves and you've got to understand that your, your mind is constantly eavesdropping uh, on your thoughts. And so it's key that we make sure that we're surrounded by uh, people who think differently. But more importantly, that we surround ourselves because we're around ourselves the most, that our self-talk is, is different, that our self-talk is impactful, that our self-talk is something uh, that, you know, will allow us to, to live out the goals and dreams that we set forth for ourselves. So key, right? I could spend 30 minutes just on self-talk. I won't. Go check out an episode of the self-talk experience with Donnell and Tracy Self, and you'll get it. You'll understand the importance of, of, of why you, you got to make sure that the person you spend the time with the most, uh, that you're sowing into the most, right? It's yourself, uh, that you're, you're only creating positive thoughts in and around yourself. I'm going to go to number three real quick. You got to start each day the right way. Listen, this wasn't always the case for me, and sometimes it still isn't the case for me, but you've got to start the day the right way, right? In, in order to change my life, there were things that when I was going into work at the post office, I knew that there were things I had to change, right? I was getting up just in enough time to get through traffic, to run in that door, uh, and I was in an environment with a lot of negative people, right? It was 400 people in that building. The majority of them were negative. There were some great people in that building as well. Some folks who I, I still hold near and dear to my heart, people who helped to shape me into who I am in doing that portion of my life. But there was a lot of negativity. And so every day I had to start each day the right way. I had to listen to things uh, that were going to help me to get through the day, right? That were gonna help. And back then it was just that, getting through the day. Right. And so it's important that you make sure uh, that you're around folks that that uh, that can obviously uh, increase your capacity or your thinking to have more. But you control how you start your day. Right. For most people, they start their day scrolling on social media. Right. I just read that the average person checks Instagram 150 times a day. And after reading that, now I'm going to be conscious, right? Really consciously aware of how many times I reach for my phone uh, to check social media. But I know the first thing in the morning that I want to do is stay away from social media. The very first thing I want to do is actually stay away from my phone, 
right? So you've got to start each day the right way, whatever that means for you, whether it's yoga, whether it's mindfulness, whether it's um, journaling, whether it's, you know, revisiting or recalling uh, what you may have written down previously uh, the night before. I say journaling in the morning, some folks journal at night. And so for me, I have index cards that I, I constantly am just kind of jotting down uh, how I want my day to go. Now, I also have it in my phone, but it's something powerful when you put your mind on paper. And so I start each day the right way, right? Something as simple as making your bed, right? Takes a couple of minutes to do, but you set your day, right? I, I start drinking 24 ounces of water, 32 ounces of water uh, within the first two or three hours of my day, right? Just to reset myself, right? You're dehydrated when you first get up. And so it's important that you do that. And so whatever start, starting your day the right way looks like or means for you, You've got to do it. For some of us, it's exercise, right? For some of you, it's moving around. Right? I would should say for all of us, uh, that should be it, right? It's, it's that movement, right? That's key that we do that as well. So you can incorporate that into it, right? We know we burn 300% more body fat when you work out in the morning versus in the evening. So you know what your schedule looks like, but if you're looking to change your life, right, these are five of, there are hundreds of ways you can change your life, right? And they're all going to be different for all of us. But I can guarantee you if you apply these five, things will definitely start to change for you and in your life, right? So make sure you start each day the right way, right? By, by putting in positivity. I make sure now that I'm listening to something that is going to grow me every single morning. And again, this is something I started back when I worked at the post office, but I did it for different reasons. I did it then because I knew I was walking into an environment that wasn't positive, right? That was negative. I was walking into an environment of people that weren't so much coming in with a positive disposition. And so I know I had to, to start my day at uh, not 100%, but maybe 150%, because by the time I talked to that supervisor, found out what type of day I was going to have. By, what, what I mean by that is they would tell me, Humes, you're having a 10-hour day. You're having a 12-hour day today, right? They would tell me how many hours I was going to work. And I didn't know that until I went into the office that day. Right. And that was six days a week, sometimes seven days a week. So you can imagine how my thinking was. My thoughts were controlled by that because I had no idea what time I was going to get off. Right. And so based on that, I had to start my day. I had to do the thing that I could control. And I could control how I started my day. I could control what I listened to in the morning. So whether it was Les Brown, for me, it was a lot of Les Brown, right? God bless, uh, bless Les Brown, right? I listened to that gentleman over and over and over because he talked about mindset. He talked about attitude. I listened to the late, great Jim Rohn. If you don't know who these individuals are, look them up, right? Jim Rohn was phenomenal in terms of understanding uh, who I could become, right? He talked about any six years you could change your life. I'm giving you five things that you could do immediately to start to change your life. He talked about any six years you could change your life. Any six years, you pick the six years, and I'll never forget, I'm a fifth-year sophomore, right? College dropout, uh, became a mailman, right? And, uh, and, and I was an introvert, right? I was a mailman because it was just me and the dogs out there. I love that career. That was the career I chose. But here's my point. He talked about any six years, and I remember the moment when I started to believe it. I remember the, the moments when it wasn't just me listening to something that my mind, my self-talk was fighting against because it just didn't coincide with who I was at that moment to when I started to buy into it and say, you know what, any six years, you can be different, right? This could be your six years. And it was between the years of 25 when I started uh, the successful entrepreneurial journey. I started, you know, uh, obviously looking for opportunities and finding what could work and what might work and learning, right? Failing my way to success a little earlier on. But it was at 25 when I found the company and the opportunity 
uh, that I'm still a part of today, right? 20, almost 24 years later. And, and that's where it started. I realized that those six years changed my life. I earned my first million within those six years. My first million, right, from a college dropout, fifth-year sophomore, disgruntled mailman. So when I say that you can change your life within those six years, just as Jim Rohn said, trust me, you can. When I say that these five things and you pick the five that work best for you uh, can be impactful and change uh, your life immediately, trust me, they can. So it starts with starting your day the right way. I didn't realize how important that was until I was, found myself in environments uh, where folks weren't really starting their day the right way. They went by the blowing of the wind versus by setting their own sail. So that was very, very key. Here's number four, right? Having a good brain diet. I didn't realize how important this was, really. I, and I shouldn't say I didn't realize. I knew it was important. I didn't realize how important it was until the pandemic. I didn't realize until, you know, so many people put on that, that pandemic 10 or 15 pounds or whatever you want to call it, right? You can see folks talking about how they're taking it off now, uh, or started to take that off. But it was during the pandemic when I was actually at my best prior to the pandemic. Things were good, working out consistently every single day, uh, eating right, uh, just doing some, some things that uh, obviously helped me to think more clear. And uh, somewhere along the way, right, with my, my baby girl, Maya, uh, running around the house, uh, you know, trying to do business and work in and throughout that time, uh, it was tough. And it wasn't until I literally started to change the things that I was putting in my body that things started to drastically change. When I started to eat for my blood type, right? And listen, find what works for you. I'm telling you what worked for me. And it was really taking a, a hard look at what I was putting in, right? I'm just coming off of a, a, a winter detox right now, right? Where I've gone about six or seven weeks uh, without, it's actually been, wow, it's almost been two months now without eating meat, without eating a lot of meat. I started to reincorporate just a tad bit and seeing the results, I don't like it, right? And so I, I would encourage you to find what works for you, but you've gotta have a good brain diet, right? Not just physically, not just for the rest of your body. I mean, have a great diet for everything, but it was that brain diet where I started putting in fruits and vegetables and, and things that coincided with my blood type that I could literally see the results immediately, all right? And it wasn't just weight loss. The weight loss was great. But it wasn't just that. So you've got to find what works for you. And look, we're all busy. I'm traveling. I'll be flying out uh, today, right? <laughs> Later on today, I'm on a plane. I just came back from an event, right? Where I've, I've, you know, back traveling a lot more, right? And so again, most of us are working. We spend a lot of times in our, a lot of time in our car, rather. We spend a lot of time uh, with the same people. So we've got to plan it out, right? We've got to be. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for, right? We've got to be intentional. That's the word I'm looking for, right? That when you have a good brain diet, there's certain things you put in that, that also help your memory. But we've got to be intentional about knowing what we're putting in. And so if that means, again, in the process of starting your day the right way, also making sure that you put foods that you know are going to help you get through the day uh, is so key. Now, here's what I want you to understand as I go to the last one. These are not things that I do consistently myself, right? So I'm talking to me just as much as I'm sharing this with you. What I found is when I do these things consistently, great things happen, right? When I do them consistently, I know I'm going to get great results. I know things are going to happen for me uh, as a result if, if my self-talk is great. Has it always been great? Absolutely not. Even though I'm around people uh, who help to, to make it better, right? Has my diet always been great? You can look and see that it probably hasn't always been the best, right? Uh, has my wants and reasons always been strong? I will say yes to that. I've always had strong wants and reasons, 
It's always been about other people. It's always been about being able to do things that I knew were going to be impactful for not just myself, but for others. And so because of that, I would say a lot has happened. Starting each day the right way, definitely didn't always do that, right? But it's doing those moments in pockets, right? Just doing it in 90-day cycles where I found I've had great results that have led to the lifestyle that at one point I dreamed about that now we're able to live, right? Let's go to number five and then we're done. And that's associations. Listen, you've got to have the right associations. If there was one that I would say that's been most impactful is that it's being around the right group of people. I just left uh, a, a new group of friends, new group of, of business partners who are all going and growing in the same direction, right? I was with my podcast family, right? And, and watching these individuals and being inspired by each and every one of them and all of our journeys coming together from different parts of the world, right? I'm flying out to do several events this coming weekend in San Diego and San Francisco and, uh, and, and then back, right? But my associations are such that uh, they've got to be going and growing in the same direction. And so who you hang around would definitely change your life, right? It's, it's the most important uh, lesson that I will say I've learned, right? It, it is to get away from those who had my problem and start to surround myself with those who had my answer. Did I always do that? Of course not. I was probably one of those individuals that was bringing down uh, my peer group as well, right? But once I was able to get in other environments, environments that were going to stretch me, right? Environments where uh, I was nervous to be in that room, right? When my palms got sweaty, where I had to go look up words that someone used because I didn't know what that word meant, right? I had to get in different environments. And I'm not saying you got to get in environments that you don't feel like it's you, but in some cases, if you know you want to be better, if you know that the life you're living today isn't the life that is destined for you to, to live long term, you've got to change your environment. You've got to get around people uh, who want more. I've said it before. Either someone is stretching your vision or they're choking your dream. There is no in between. And so it's, it's key that you're around people who want more and who aspire to have more. So, look, let me close with this story, because when I think about associations, uh, the Olympics is just concluding, right? I don't, I'm not sure if it's over now or not, but kind of it's over for me because I've been all over the place uh, and all over the road. But if you know me, you know I love sports. I'm a sports uh, junkie, right? And talking about starting each day the right way, it used to be ESPN for like the first three or four hours, right? And I had to, I had to eliminate that. But let's talk about, uh, in conclusion, associations and Many of you may have had a chance to see Erin uh, Jackson, right, as she just competed in the 500-meter women's speed skating. And what does that have to do with associations, right? Becoming the first black woman to ever win that medal, right? Winning a gold medal in that event, right? She was in the 2018 Olympics, and it was just four months prior to those Olympics, just four months earlier, that she had gotten on the ice for the very first time. Now, listen, she had been doing inline skating and, you know, uh, roller derby and things of that nature, but she had never stepped foot on the ice, right? She's from Florida. She, she said she hated to, you know, even she wore a coat in Florida. She said she always was chilly, and she swore to folks that I'm never going to do ice skating. I'm never going to do speed skating, rather. So like, I'm not getting on the ice because it's just not for me. It's not something that I want to do, but I will continue to skate. And somehow she was convinced to get on the ice. And if you go watch footage of it, you'll see it for the very first time. It was just four months before she surprised herself and made the Olympics in 2018, right? Just made the Olympic team. Like, that was based on associations because she was surrounded by other people who also uh, came from that same inline skating 
and moved over, right? She had to, to move to Salt Lake City, Utah, right? Change her whole life, change everything. She said, listen, I was in a process. I didn't even expect to make the, the Olympic team. She said, I didn't expect to. She had a, a new apartment. I was moving when I got home. Uh, I was, you know, enrolled in school. Education came first. If I was going to do it, I would have done it out of, after high school when all of my teachers said, hey, this is something you should do. She said, I wasn't planning on it, right? She's extremely smart, educated, uh, has several degrees, right? She's doing some amazing things. But here's the caveat to it. She became number one in the world, right, at speed skating. And when she got to the Olympics, to the Olympic trials, rather, she talked about how the pandemic affected her. She talked about the eye injury that kept her off the ice. She talked about how many times she had to quarantine, and so that kept her off the ice. She talked about when she finally had a buddy of hers to come over and help put some furniture together, finding out the next day that he tested positive. And so she had to quarantine again and she missed the world championships. Uh, right. And so just all of how that affected her. And she was number one in the world at that point, right. After just qualifying for the Olympics four months after ever being on the ice to then getting in a position where she could still compete in the Olympic trials and what happened in the Olympic trials. She slipped, she slipped in the Olympic trials. Here's where associations come to play. Brittany Bow, a young lady who, uh, Aaron Jackson has looked up to, right? She was someone who she, she idolized. She's you know, older than her. And she said, I used to watch her. So I knew of her before she knew of me. And they became fast friends. They both were from Florida, both moved to Salt Lake City. And Brittany Bow qualified for the Olympics, but she qualified for three events. And because she knew Aaron Jackson was the best speed skater, it was just a hiccup, just something that happened where, you know, a little bump in the ice and that one second threw her out of uh, qualifying. She gave up her spot, right, in that particular race. She still qualified for two other races, that being Brittany Bow, but she gave up her spot for Aaron Jackson so she could compete. And what did Aaron Jackson do with that opportunity? She won gold, the gold medal. To see that relation, ladies and gentlemen, that's all associations. You've got to be around people, right, who are willing to sometimes take a back seat so you could take a front seat. She, she put her in a position to make history. Right. I was just blown away by this story. She said, I didn't think of it wasn't even a second thought. She said, I had other events I needed to compete in. And so I wanted to get through that mentally. But the moment I saw her slip, I knew that when I qualified, I was giving her my spot. And because of that, Aaron Jackson has made history. But it was because of someone else. It was because of associations. And I want you to take a look at your associations this week. Look, we're still we're at the end of the second month of the year. Right. We're at the very end. Right. It's a very short month. So I'm gonna make this an even shorter podcast. You got to look at the people you're around and ask yourself, are they helping move you into a different direction, the direction you want to go, or are they holding you back from where you know you're supposed to be? That's not something I can answer for you. That's something you have to answer for yourself. But what I know is when my association changed, my life changed. When I started to get in rooms that I, I only dreamt about being in, when I started to get around people who, again, were stretching me and helping me to become better, I realized that I was becoming better. And in turn, I was helping others to become better as well. Your associations are so powerful. So listen, those are just five quick things we could do. Five things we can do right now. Right now. Start today. Don't start tomorrow. Start today. Implement one of them, right? Even if it's just getting up earlier. Right? Even if it's just journaling, even if it's just mindfulness or meditation, just so you can start to think clearer, even if it's just, you know, changing your diet slightly, right? You don't have to change the entire diet, change something about it and just start to implement things because family, the only way we could possibly fail in life, in business, in our family, in any endeavor is to quit. But we know it's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. 
This has been another episode of the We Won't Quit podcast. Definitely like, uh, subscribe, share this podcast with everyone you know. I'm really excited about the upcoming episodes and individuals you're going to get a chance to hear from. I know they're going to uh, help to change your life, uh, but it all starts with us. It all starts with the self-talk. It all starts with how we look at where we are, more importantly, where we aspire to be. Take care. God bless. Look forward to seeing you next week.